Thank you for listening to this year's bonus episode of We Got This with Mark and Hal. It's part of the 2022 Max Fun Drive. Thank you for being a Max Fun member as well. This episode is from the London Podcast Festival from the fall of 2021. It is the two of us with our pal Paget Brewster doing a bunch of mini decisions in a clean slate. So please enjoy and thank you again for your support. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Ah, technology. Even even muted Mark. There it is. There it is. You figured it out. Look, we're we're doing this. We have to have technical difficulties at the start, like we are uh, doing a show, just so we can start at uh, thirty-seven after instead of half past. We're also going to do that encore thing at the end of the show, where we just turn everything off for a minute, wait to hear all the people cheer, and then we're going to turn our mics and and stuff back on. We're recreating the live experience. It's been a year and a half, and we still haven't figured out how Zoom works. Well, look, we've tried. We haven't figured out how the top of Zoom works. We have works. tried. You we've, know what, and we've done a lot on Zoom, and Zoom is what is allowing us today to come here for the London Podcast Festival. This is so exciting, and I really wish we were actually in London. Yes, I do too. Hello, London. Hello, everybody around the world who's watching right now. Welcome. Thank you for welcoming us into your homes. For those of you who are unfamiliar where we, we got this, where we take the small topics that you probably have argued with your friends about ferociously and settle them once and for all. So we're removing stress from your life. That's right. We are taking your subjective questions, making them objective and definitively once and for all time answering them so you don't have to worry about arguing about such important topics anymore. Um, but we can't do this alone, can we, Hal? That's right. We're going to be joined today to clear the slate of several smaller topics. Sometimes we'll do one topic, but for today, you're getting a bunch of special topics, and we're being joined by a very special guest, one of our closest buds, Paget Brewster, is here. Paget, Paget, are you there? Are you there, Paget? Oh, is, is she here? Is she, yes, oh, she made it. <laughs> Did you just commit a crime? Is that what that was? <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> Padgett, before we kick into this, in your background, I see a refrigerator, and I'm, I've become obsessed with refrigerators lately. Do you enjoy the French doors and the bottom drawer freezer? Um, uh, um, I do, but uh, one door, you have to close one door before the other, and oh, yeah. it'll stay open and then start mm. beeping. Uh, so I think I, pr- I think I do prefer now knowing one big door on mm. top and the freezer on the bottom. Do you like the freezer on the bottom b- better than the top or the side? I hate the top. Yeah, me too. Why do you hate the top freezer? This doesn't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it. It feels like if you have the freezer on the bottom, <laughs> you're providing more coldness. Mm. Cause cold right. rises. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> basic <laughs> science. Yeah. Cold air rises. We all mm-hmm. learn that. I just, you don't go, like, why would you be facing the top of the freezer as if you go in there all the time? You know, you yeah. are on the bottom. That's why, look, that is the exact reason having my freeze, I have the freezer on the top, having the fridge on the bottom and like the crisper drawers, the place where you put the vegetables mm-hmm. are the farthest from my line of sight, from yep. my hand and from my hunger that they can yes. get. But so, closest to your feet. 
Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't make yeah. sense. In case I want to kick some broccoli around the apartment. <laughs> you guys all play that game, right? Kick the broccoli around the apartment. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing this afternoon? I'm just kicking some broccoli around, you know. Yeah. You guys want to play some KTB? You guys want to play KTB back uh, over at Cax's place? I had that for PlayStation 1. It was really good. <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. All of our topics today were submitted by you, the people of the world, the people who listen to our show week in and week out. And Paget, we're so happy to have you here to join us. You've, you've joined us many times. Normally, you're a holiday guest. You come in for the holidays. That's true. Yeah, yeah. you're right. But now, so, yeah. you get some sort of off-holiday season topics. Thank you. I and we get, to, we get to my travel hands, with you. But my camera angle, you ju- it just looks like yeah. I'm shrugging a lot. I guess we're, we have Paget on today. I thought we were walking through London. <laughs> this is us. Let's go get Ooh. a pint. Big Ben. Ooh, Parliament. <laughs> my first ever headshot i was leaning on a column wearing a blazer over a turtleneck and i realized when my shoulders move i'm getting really close to this where it looks i look like a turtle in the shot but also i have really big hair so i look like i, I, I i'm picturing you in a turtleneck uh, a blazer leaning right. on a column were you auditioning for the role of villain on a mount mm-hmm <laughs> Like, you have to go visit the villain on the mount and take him down in the third act of whatever action movie this is. <laughs> I was either trying out to be a mobster's henchman or a PBS host. Either one <laughs> and would would not have worked for either one. Like, it, Hey, I'm Tony. Welcome to Happy Little Trees. So we're going to put this one in here, right? Like, just smush it. Just smush it when you do it. <laughs> billions and billions of stars. <laughs> Nova. Hey, honey, do you want to watch Nova? <laughs> yeah, can't wait. I can't wait to learn about the heat death of the universe. It's inevitable. Uh, let's jump in. Let's, shall talk, we? let's talk topics. Speaking I have of one things that are inevitable. From Josh Coyle. This is now, we've established, Paget, that you are a costume and fashion aficionado that you oh. legendarily have many costumes. You have an entire, mm. you have a legendary wardrobe, at least I, amongst I us. I do. Thank you. But let's talk about pets because oh. Josh wants to know whether or not you should put costumes on pets. <laughs> I have an answer for this, but I'm curious what I, I like that this gave you pause. So I want to hear your process. I don't want to just jump in here. Okay, I, I have not had a pet in a long time because mm. my husband, with whom I live, yes. is allergic mm. to everything. But I had a wonderful guinea pig for many, many years <laughs> named Monster. And I would put a shark fin. Uh, Monster was an albino guinea pig. I sure. would put a shark fin on <laughs> Monster and Monster would just scoot around the apartment and I would hum the Jaws theme. So I'm all for comfortably costuming your pet. No yeah. one should. They shouldn't have like straps going up their groin. They shouldn't be uncomfortable. It should be a thoughtful dressing of pets. So I'm you, for it. Did you do this roughly around Halloween time or this was just a year oh, no. round? Put the shark fin on. Or did he always have the shark fin on? Oh, no. You know, it's just when I needed a little cheering up. That's fair. <laughs> That's adorable. It was did, fun. Did you ever, was he ever behind like, behind a piece of furniture or something, so all you saw was the shark fin go by? Well, I didn't have <laughs> tiny, tiny furniture. <laughs> you lived in a dollhouse, right? In the in the, in the the early 90s? I guess I'm trying to think of... 
had a really small couch. So yeah, uh, you would see. Yeah. <laughs> no, what furniture was- only gets six <laughs> inches off the floor? Like a futon, I guess. <laughs> I do remember years ago, uh, Derek Waters bought the couch from Team America World Police when it went up on auction. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, yeah, and he had it sitting next to his full-size couch in his <laughs> living room. <laughs> which was a wonderful bit of weirdness that that's the beauty of uh, Los Angeles is just random uh random uh, auctions in this town will have stuff you've seen in movies that you can add to your furniture collection. So if you need a tiny couch, I'm sure that another uh stop motion animation movie will get made soon. I'm I'm with you on uh on pet uh costumes. I think as long as they're comfortable, mm-hmm. great. Yeah, if you don't want, you don't want like, like those ones where it's just like a giant thing where all you can see is their head, mm-hmm. and then from the front it looks like a and Geddes kind of thing going yeah. on, and you're like, this, you know, this is not comfortable for this, whatever this animal is. But the tiny capes that my neighbor used to make for his Chihuahua, that Chihuahua loved his oh. cape because he would it would keep him warm and also it made him look like a luchador, so <laughs> he was into it. The number we we grew up with a series of dogs, mm-hmm. and my mother loved one of her joys in life was putting sunglasses on the dog, whichever dog, and saying like, "Look how good." She doesn't even mind it. Meanwhile, every dog from Pepper to Patches to Cisco and more did not want those glasses. Like every time you're like, "Look at uh, look at Scooter. Look how happy Scooter is," and you've got just a Weimaraner and a Jester hat and <laughs> they're feeling the greatest shame and discomfort. Like I've, I don't, I, I, I'm trying to think of times, I guess there are some people who have pets who actually love to be costumed. I think it's very rare. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I tend to come out against it just because I feel like the pet has no agency in what, how they're dressing up or how comfortable it is or how long, like generally you're, you're not putting it on them all day, like you did, Paget, with Monster. You put the fin it wasn't on. on all day. No, no, no. But you would put it on. You wouldn't put you it on the like, time you put it on Monster for a year. <laughs> Just be <laughs> honest. A year Just that come Monster out with had it, Paget. For one whole year, Monster <laughs> wore the fin <laughs> and tiny stilts, which she swears were totally fine. <laughs> oh God, what? a guinea pig on stilts. Well, he had cruel. to because you don't have what do you have six inch furniture? Yeah, <laughs> you, had get- you had to be able to see that fin behind the couch. <laughs> also, monster would paint the ceiling. Yeah. Get on those. Do you ever watch Painter Man? What? I watch uh, a lot of Discovery Plus. I've just, uh, I've, and it's, that's a lot of home and garden TV, yeah, and a lot of home improvement. And the number every time I see somebody on those stilts painting the ceiling, oh, oh. I just immediately start to imagine their obituary, which is very morbid, but also it just feels like real dangerous. Like, that's what ladders are for, right? Not things you walk around. You're not like a juggler at the fair. Yeah, but think about this, though. If you're going ladder, 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 paint a spot, ladder, ladder, ladder. Yeah, move yeah, yeah. Ladder, move it. Ladder, ladder, ladder. Clunk, clunk, clunk. Sp- yeah, no, no, no. Just stilts. You're like, suddenly I'm giant. And then yep. after you're done, you can put on your huge pants and just walk to whatever mall is closest and go shopping and get, no, go to Home Depot and get the stuff that's on the shelf that you have to wait for the <laughs> big orange, uh, thing for. The rolling oh. ladder that they yeah. won't let you maneuver on your own. It's right there. I'm looking at it. Why There's can't no I? One. I can... Yeah. I know how a ladder moves. <laughs> no, they won't. No. I know it's a liability issue. No. Uh, 
It's so the we're kind saying where when you step on it, it, it stabilizes too. It's got the yeah. rubber feet. Once you put yeah. weight on it, it stays in place. That's made for everybody to use. Mm-hmm. So are those stilts, man? They got rubber articulated things on the bottom. You think you can walk around in those stilts all day? Uh, I have walked around in stilts before, but they're the, not the, like the stilts that you think of in like a cartoon, like when Sylvester's trying to get Tweety are just <laughs> sticks with yep. like a place where you can put your feet. Yeah. These are like fully articulated. Think more like Terminator, Terminator legs. Sure. And you I'm can say yes, I could, I could walk around on them. But you walked on the sticks. No, yeah. no, no. I walked on the articulated. Oh, kind. the, oh, for what? Yeah. When? This was at Universal. They had them like, oh. yeah, we all got to, you know. What were this, you? Yeah. Were you a oh, this giant? Was, I, no, I was in a rehearsal. I, we were just, this was just like, hey, you want to try these on? Oh, I got it. Yeah. And so we all were like, oh, yeah, these are kind of cool. This is fun. Thank you. That's enough for me. And then some people were like, well, I have to wear these eight hours a day. I guess. Oh. So you're heavily insured there. They just heavily insure insured. all their workers blanket. Yeah. Blanket insurance for everything. You never um, know when somebody's going to be on stilts. All right. Yeah. I, I, work, we can... I work the churro cart. You don't have to insure me for setting me on fire and dropping me into the water world set. <laughs> but you have to wear stilts when you feed those churros to giraffes. That's true. Uh, costumes on pets get a yes. Yeah, we can yeah. do it. But but consider your pets. Consider the costume for your pets. Maybe have a talk with them. Like yeah. really figure out what they want to dress as. Unless you have one of those little, like when the pugs wear the Chewbacca outfit. That's all day, every day. And then they run towards you and it looks like Chewbacca's yeah. running around. That's all day, it. every day. Never take that off of your pet. Ask yeah. and answer. Uh, and always have a camera aimed at them from the front. Always. <laughs> all right. This one comes from Avery Krause, Helen Paget, Ferris wheel or carousel? Mm. Uh, uh, Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel. Why? Ferris wheel. Are you scared of heights? Because you paused. <clears throat> I am. And Me so too. I take every opportunity to Me experience because it's called immersion therapy. If you mm-hmm. face your, you do the thing that you're afraid of as much as you possibly can, you, yeah. you, you can get over it. So, so Ferris wheel also carousels. It's just a creepy sound. Uh, it feels like that's where people who want to look at children go. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 the song never leaves your head. It's something from a horror film. Carousels in general are just creepy. Ferris wheel. Oh, you get to see the whole city. <laughs> when you're talking about carousels and murders, are you thinking of strangers on a train? And the end, the end of that? It is, is that a scary ending. Is that where it's, it's from? A, it's a scary okay. carousel. It's, yeah, it's, that's okay. But no, I do. The, there's there's also that image. Yeah. It feels like. It's, an image of a, a like psycho person. <laughs> yeah, it's as a carousel horses, goes by, <laughs> and they all look. All their eyes are what they all look scared <laughs> and angry. All of the animals on on most carousels are tortured looking animals. Do you know why? Animals? Why? Because they're wearing costumes. <laughs> they're all oh, in wow. special dress. <laughs> they hate I, it. Also, do you? Isn't it weird that it? You know, you have the horses, some, some of which go up and down, some of which are stationary, yeah. I guess, if you get motion sick. But then there's also just like randomly a bench. What? Like if you like sitting, just sitting in a chair, but you want oh. to move around in a circle also. Like it just yeah. feels like we could get rid of those, bench, right? I don't think the bench is, is for the person who's nece- necessarily gung ho about riding it. Maybe they're I not. I think the bench is for 
the uh, the adult that is with a kid who wants to ride the carousel, and they're like, "I'm not getting on one of those horses. I'm a sit right. on Oh, they're bench. too young. Also, then you have to what, do the thing with a yeah. strap to you, and it's weird. Yeah. And what if you what if you could break your hip? Then you want a nice little baroque true. bench. Yeah, mm, that's true. They should that's vary true. the benches though, the way they vary the animals. Have a chaise for someone who wants a chaise. <laughs> Right? Just, <laughs> just lay down, going in circles, past that weird serial killer that's standing outside the thing, and every time you just see. Yeah, and occasionally hear, like, I'm going to get you. <laughs> Next time around. This has to stop eventually. The Ferris wheel is – here's what I like about the Ferris wheel, and it terrifies me as well. I'm, I'm like you. I do the immersion exposure. Yeah. I'll go up a ladder, go onto a catwalk, like whatever, whatever's around. Is – uh, the moment when you're at the very top, if you get to stop at the very top and look out upon the whole fairground or the whole amusement park Ooh. or the whole area, that's a pretty amazing moment. Even though if you're like me, your palms are sweaty and you're holding on to the nearest yeah. handle because yeah. mm-hmm. at any moment the door will fly open and you'll get sucked out. That's just physics. Sucked yeah. out. And there's also, you never know in, unless you're really counting how many times you've gone around, you don't know when you're going to get off. So you, sometimes you think it's over. And it mm-hmm. keeps going. And you have that moment of like, oh, wait, I was almost off. And that's all yeah. part of the thrill. There's more thrill to a, a Ferris wheel. Yeah. Even you I, saying when you get to the top, I'm, I've started shuddering. Me too. Oh, because wow. <laughs> My the, scare, the, uh, the thing about the top, if when they stop and you're just oh, like, squeaky, 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 and someone's mm-hmm. getting off all the way at the bottom. And then you chunk you're going down a little bit and the next yeah. person gets off at the bottom yes it's uh it's uh yeah it's uh, yeah it's exhilarating but it's it also makes me feel a little sick it is a scary uh if if you have a fear of heights it's a it, it's it's a scary uh feeling there are also on, those are you oh, no. gonna mention the one at disneyland yes i was gonna talk about mickey's yeah. fun wheel have you ever been on mickey's fun wheel Paget? no Mickey's fun wheel is the giant ferris wheel in disney california adventure and Half of the gondolas are the normal, they're attached to the outside of the wheel, but the other half are on an ovular track on casters. So it, when you come to a stop at certain points, the, the whole gondola swings like this because it, it has come around. Yeah. So you're Mark. just sitting there and you're, <laughs> fl- but yeah, like, it's horrifying. Violently <laughs> or extremely swinging. It's not violent, but it is extreme. Mm-hmm. And that is, Every t- I've ridden on it several times, and every time I promise myself I'll never do it again, and then I, sh- I, it's like I forget, it's like I'm neuralized, and then I come back and get. Don't on do it that again. version. Do the other version. You can. Ne- I never go on it. I never do the version that like. Yeah, it. it ugh, no, I don't need that much motion. I like to get a good, and I, you know me, and I love a good aerial shot. So I like, I like to do ah. a Ferris wheel at the beginning of a day as well, mm. uh, especially if you're going to like a county fair where that has a Ferris wheel. You can get the lay of the land. You know what I mean? You can mm-hmm. look down and be mm-hmm. like, okay, there's the collection of carnival games and there's the fried food section and there's the other fried food section. Yep. And then the haunted house. You know what I mean? So you can kind of see what's going on. Um, though there is one thing I want to point out that a carousel has that I love that a, a Ferris wheel does not have. Mm. And that is in the center of the carousel. Many carousels I've been on. I don't know if all of them have this. I'm sure some of them have moved to digital music, but there is that weird sort of mechanical band that's just like like the way that hammers hit keys on a piano it's hitting piano keys but it's hitting a snare drum and a cymbal Mm -hmm. and a tambourine and like 
there's this weird sort of mechanical band happening. And I've always, I know Padgett, you said that that song gets stuck in your head. Yeah, but man, is it delivered in a really Aww. cool medium, I think. I'm a big I fan like of the mechanical live band. Sure. That said, carousels are way more murdery and Ferris wheels give you a nice, <laughs> Ferris wheels give you a nice view. Yeah. Ferris wheels are the answer. Yeah. Ferris That's wheels it. are the answer. Oh, good. Asked and answered. Asked and answered. All right. I got one from EJ Salazar. This is an interesting one. Ben <laughs> Affleck or Matt Damon? Putting two Oscar winning childhood friends against one another. They're both in that movie that's coming up. Have either of you seen the trailer for The Last Duel? No. It is a, it is a medieval film in which nobody has the same hairstyle. So like some of them have like the, the crude bleach blonde page boy. That's what, that's what, uh, or not page boy, but like, like almost Caesar type of like shortcut chopped haircut. That's what Ben Affleck has. And then Matt Damon has a full on mullet, but poorly cut. It's, I think it's, a, I think it's a movie about a place where nobody knows how to cut hair. <laughs> and they all, they all get turns cutting each other's hair and it's all terrible. And then Adam Driver's there and he just has long hair. So his, his hair is unremarkable. He will only ever have long hair, I think, in everything. He loves he his long hair. He, yeah, yeah, he's got good long hair. I think hair. he loves it. Also, he was in the military for a long time. So maybe he just That's never right. wants to go back to a crew cut. He's like, mm. I love my locks. Yeah, he's, he has great hair. He I does, give it to and him. And it works on him. The long hair yeah. works on him. It does. Um, this is a terrible question. Yeah. Ben Why is Affleck it terrible? Thanks a lot, EJ. EJ. <laughs> um, because it feels like in order to defend my choice, I need to insult one of them. Mm. And I don't want to do that. I'm Just talk about with... the virtues then of the one yes. that you are. Thinking. Okay. Yes. I, I choose Matt Damon because I am a bigger fan of the Bourne Identity films than I am of, uh, Ben Affleck's, uh, choices, wise as they may have been. And as much mm. as I have enjoyed him in other things, uh, Matt Damon for me is, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, he seems like he'd be really fun to hang out with. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Ben out. No, not anything nice to say. Don't say anything at all. <laughs> Here, um, I, I, let me speak in. I, I, first of all, I, I'm a fan of both of of their work, and and you know that can vary from film to film. Obviously, what I like about Matt Damon, particularly as a performer, is when I watch him, I can see in his eyes the logic. Each of his characters, like their thought process is very is uh, is revealed to me like i can mm-hmm. see the wheels turning and so everything he says and everything he does seems really properly motivated like I, you could draw a line that traces every choice that that character makes and it makes perfect sense and that's really that's something i've i've always sort of locked onto with him wow. i think he's i think he's a spectacular actor yeah, uh, yeah. We we had a joke on set that uh, we, we we were talking about a movie and like any time a bad performance was mentioned in a movie, uh, a buddy of mine would always go, "Should have sprung for Matt Damon," just as like he is because he's so good. I remember when I was a kid or not kid when I was in high school, uh, he was just starting to come into his own and he had just made uh, Courage on. He was making Courage Under Fire mm-hmm. or had made Courage Under Fire, which he's brilliant in. Uh, playing a, a soldier who's a heroin addict, like it's, he's great and intense in that. But the reason that, uh, I came into knowledge of him is he was, uh, doing a Grisham movie, I think, or the some movie, The Rainmaker. Yeah. Where he was playing a person from East Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So he came to Knoxville 
and got a job working in a bar uh, oh. to learn a Tennessee accent for like a month. And I while he it. did it, he went to well, he went to my buddy's school, not to mine. He went to my buddy's school and did like a uh, hey, I'm an actor and went and talked to their drama club. Uh, just about the process of acting. So I've always kind of had a soft spot for that guy and that weird Knoxville connection. Not I that I don't it. think Ben Affleck is great. Ben Affleck is steely in things. Uh, and it's kind of magical mystery that you don't know his thought process in a scene. But watching Matt Damon's gears turn as an actor, I think is a delightful, uh, treat. I think Ben Affleck is a victim of the tabloid culture oh, yeah. around yeah. him. Yeah. So it's true. all of his all of his choices outside of artistic work affect how people feel about his artistic work. And he has movies that are look. I enjoyed Reindeer Games. I didn't enjoy Payback, sure. but the guy made Argo, which is a really good. Yeah. Argo's fantastic. He's a, yeah. he's a really talented filmmaker mm-hmm. and a smart producer as well. And I really liked uh, The Way Back. I thought that was a really good movie. Like he he's better than people give him credit for. I think Matt Damon became the bigger. St- star uh or maybe the more he's he's the more seriously considered actor and ben mm-hmm. affleck had a different kind of fame and obviously his struggles have become so famous that you think about though it's hard to think about we, like we don't really know a lot about matt damon we hear great stories about him being a good guy we know uh i think that his mom was a teacher and that's so that's really important to him but like ben affleck's been sort of laid out and roasted in front of us. I liked his Batman and I did not like the movies that that Batman was in, but he was really, really good. He was a good, like he's uh, sort of a Vic. It seems to be a habitual victim of circumstance, but it is tabloid driven. And you know Mm -hmm. what? I, I have to admit that my impressions of him are tabloid driven. I am a victim of thinking he's a certain way because of uh, rehab or a failed marriage or J-Lo or, you know, and, uh, and that's my fault for, for right. even letting 1% of that stuff seep into my head and make me think, oh, I'd rather hang out with Matt Damon. I don't know. We don't know, but I'm basing that. Although now with this Knoxville story, I'm sticking with Matt Damon. Yeah. I prefer Matt, but I, 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 there, I, sh- I, I have nothing bad to say about Ben Affleck. Nothing. Yeah. They both have a great sense of humor about themselves, which I think mm-hmm. is great. Matt Damon on with all this Jimmy Kimmel stuff and Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. like when he went on, I don't remember which talk show he went on and just set, he had printed up a bunch of the terrible reviews for Gigli and just, uh, <laughs> sat there reading them aloud. And it like, these guys know who they are and they are comfortable in their own skin. I think the the edge on this one goes to Matt Damon, at least for me, because of the Knoxville story. But it sounds like you guys both, uh, yeah, also, also hate Ben Affleck. No, <laughs> I think for overall body of work, mm-hmm. not only does Matt Damon have the Bourne films, but he also has Saving mm-hmm. Private Ryan under his belt. Mm-hmm. He's got the Oceans movies, oh, so yeah. he's just. I think you got to go with with Matt Damon on this, but it's. Yeah. It's it's close. It's a lot closer than anybody thinks it is. It could could have easily gone either way. And and I think it's going to be exciting to see what both of them do after the last duel when I no longer have to look at those haircuts on the screen. <laughs> like, really look it up. Everybody look up the last duel trailer after this. Please don't do it right now. You will get pulled into a vortex. Yeah. And then you'll hair. stop paying attention to our, our wonderful, wonderful show. 
Yeah. So don't do that right now. Or just do it up and just bring a still. Then just have a still up in the corner of your screen. You, um, I mean, you won't believe what's going on. It, they, they don't <laughs> even look like they're in the same movie with one another. Wow. Aston answered Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Uh, Heather Mbai asks, subway or bus? The tube. The tube. Hello, London. The tube or the bus. Um, now this is, yeah, it's an interesting question for the London Podcast Festival because it's a very different thing in New York to be on the bus or the subway than in London to be on the tube or a red double decker bus, which is amazing. Those are fun. What are we answering? Are we answering American experiences with subway bus? I think we have to take it all into account. The question from Heather, who, by the way, hi, Heather. Sorry, we missed your Dragon Con this year. Yes. uh, Is um, just says subway or bus. So we've got a lot to take in. I'm going to answer for both. England and America. Hmm. I prefer the bus. Yeah, really. Why do you prefer the bus? Why is well, that? the I did. Well, I lived in New York for a while, and I was like grabbed and thrown into a payphone in a subway, um, and spent. I didn't take the subway after that. Then I only took buses in New York mm-hmm. after that happened because I was afraid. And you know, if you're, uh, I was a young lady. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I you know, I was twenty, young, and. Uh, I just didn't, I didn't take the subway again after that because it, it, it was a scary, uh, a scary time. Um, and, and I was mugged in Paris on the on metro. The metro? Oh, yeah. So I, geez. I prefer a bus. I don't like, I don't like, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't like subways. I mean, I, I, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I shot a scene on the subway in LA. I wouldn't go down there. I wouldn't take that thing. Yeah. I'd rather be on a bus in, uh, in Los Angeles, New York and London. Especially the London buses are beautiful yeah. and you can do that, you know, thing around Piccadilly Circus and mm. uh, just buses are more, you get to see more people. There's air. I don't know. There's something scary and violent about subterranean travel. Just, that's just me. No, that, but that's a great point to make though, because we are, uh, I can't speak for how, but I can speak for myself is I have never, I take the sub, took the subway all the time in New York, take the subway all the time when I go to New York at three in the morning by myself. I don't <sighs> have. I don't have that. You have that privilege. I have the the privilege of not being, not being nervous by that. Yeah. Yeah. So that my, my view of it is colored by that. I think that the subway goes more places more conveniently and doesn't have to worry about traffic. And faster. It's it's faster. faster. But I do think in the same way that the, we did an episode once about uh, sitting in a window seat or an aisle seat. I feel like one is more convenient, but the other one, you're actually seeing the world. Like there, there's a, that bus in Paris. That basically it, its root just is a greatest hits. There's one of these in DC too. It's like the bus route is the greatest hits of monuments. So there's your, you know, three dollar, your yeah. three dollar tour of the whole city. There are some, what's the word I would use? Not hmm. bleak. There are, uh, there are some long moments on a city bus riding through yes. New York City because oh, yeah. you are, because you don't have the benefit of, no, there's no traffic. It's going stop to stop to stop to stop. I know it's going to take 16 minutes to get from uh, Times Square to the Brooklyn Bridge. Right. If I'm on a bus, could be 16 minutes, could be all day. You know what I mean? And you can't move to another car if there's a problem. There's danger, yeah. Or odor. There are a lot oh, of yeah. odors on a yes. bus. <laughs> 
and yeah, you right. can't you can't you know walk through the doors to get to another car. Yeah. You're on I'm, that, but yeah, or you get off the bus. Now you're waiting for another <laughs> bus, and that's like the Price is Right between bad showcases. <laughs> you don't know what's on the next bus. So I mean, I, I understand the value of the subway yeah. system sure, you, as, a, as a means I, of transport. It's it's more way more it's efficient. More, more efficient. Yeah, I do yeah. feel like I'm I'm expecting scary moments to happen on a bus that wind up happening on a subway. You're, you're very rarely on a bus and somebody gets up and says, "Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you right now, I'm uh, out of money, but I'm going to talk to you about it very loudly and." Either perform something or keep talking. So you give me cash. That oh. is a su- that is a unique subway. subway that is yeah. on your bingo card for New York. One time, Jennifer and I were waiting. She's in the other room right now uh, watching this, so she'll maybe I'll hear her uh, say yes. Uh, we were sitting waiting to get on a subway train, and there was somebody close to us who took their shoe off and just started slapping it against the wall violently, <laughs> but like with a rhythm. To the point where it's you don't know I don't know what's going on. They're not was trying to get something off Was it a stomp flash mob? Shoe. It was a one person <laughs> stomp flash mob that was later performing uh, in a jail. I'm sure. Sure. I I uh yeah. There's it's weird. Like you do you <laughs> take something that will get you there in 16 minutes, but could be more dangerous versus plotting out the day. The agony the of a 50 yeah. minute bus ride to the same location. Let me ask you guys this, because Hal, you brought up uh, Showtime. Yes. Do you view Showtime as a positive thing or a negative thing? Because I I love buskers. I would say that there's a benefit to oh. buskers in a subway station. Like too many zoos playing in Union Station in New York mm-hmm. led me to listening to that band on Spotify and enjoying them. Uh, I love when a couple of people get on a subway train, start playing that boombox, and then are flipping around on the rails in the subway car. I love Showtime. I think that is a huge depends on the benefit. show. It depends on the show. There are some lazy Showtime. I love Showtimes. to see that. I never saw that. You never I, saw I a stopped, Showtime? I yeah. know. No, I, it was a lot of walking with the with the hat or, you know, mm-hmm. and people didn't like there would be buskers in the subway station. Like a yes. lot of beautiful and and it sounds if someone's playing a horn, a woodwind, it sounds great. Oh yeah. It sounds so great down there. And, yeah. and, and there is something kind of futuristic about it too. I mean, I see advantages to both and I don't mm-hmm. want to, I, 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 by my choosing bus right. and saying it's cause of, uh, I'm female and I was uh, assaulted. I don't want you guys to feel like you have to change or because your experiences are different. And if you prefer the subway, I want you to say you prefer the subway. Cause I see the value of the subway mm-hmm. and, uh, and also, let's face it, I don't take the bus now. <laughs> I, can't. I have a car. I don't take yeah. the bus or the subway yeah. anywhere. So these are old. This is an old choice, pretty much based yeah. on New York City in the 90s. Which probably had a pretty scary subway system. It really was. Yeah, I, and maybe I'm not, yeah, I'm not being. Maybe glib. it's magical now. So I'm making my choice for. Uh, 1992, uh, uh, Lil, Lil Padgy, Padgy B in New York City, who lived in Brooklyn with Monster at that time. That's why I needed cheering up. Little Monster. Did you take, did you take him on the subway with you and people were like, ah, shark. (laughs) That'll get people away. There's a woman with a shark. Yeah. I think that there's precedent on this show 
for a unique experience trumping a more convenient one. Meaning, uh, in, in this instance, much like window and aisle on a plane, I would tend to say that in my own city, yes, I would prefer to take the subway. I take the subway in LA sometimes. If I'm going downtown and don't feel like looking for parking, I can just park at one of the subway stations up here and take the train in. It's super convenient and I enjoy it. But that is in my own city as a utilitarian thing. I think there's a specialness, especially in London. And this is the London Podcasting Festival. I think there's a specialness to going to a city that you don't know and hopping on their public transportation system and the above ground public transportation system mm-hmm. and just seeing what it feels like to be in that world. So I am, I am fully in support of and on board for, for, you know, specifically in this case, the red double decker London bus that is over my shoulder in our postcard for this very show yeah. you are watching <laughs> right now. Uh, Hal, what do you think? I have been on the subway in New York. I've been in train systems all over the L in Chicago, which is not necessarily a subway, but Philadelphia has had a little bit of a subway, like some underground areas. I've been on the Metro. I've been on the tube. And the one thing going to London, the many times I've been to London that I've never done is go on a double decker bus. And I feel like I've missed out every single time because I desperately want to have that experience because I think that they're really cool vehicles. Super fun. And I want to sit on the roof of one. I want to yeah, sit on the yeah. roof of a car while it's going. And I want to see everything around me. So I'm going to go bus. I'm going to join in with both yeah. of you. It may not be the most efficient, but I want that double-decker bus. Yeah. I'm coming for you, London. Also, 2025. We never mentioned th- – th- this also never mentioned that we're specifically talking about municipal uh buses. Some of my most excited I have ever been in my life has been on the bus on the way to a field trip when I was a kid. <laughs> That's a bus. Come on. Oh, but – yeah, but this is was did you didn't have school access to a subway, did you? Yeah, you, we had our school subway that <laughs> it was a whole <laughs> system that only went to uh, our field trip locations. <laughs> it just went from Sacred Heart Cathedral and Elementary School <laughs> to uh the Knoxville Museum of Art and then to the Oak Ridge uh Science and Industry Museum. Is that really right. where you went? Sacred Heart Cathedral and Elementary School? It was it was it was we were called Sacred Heart School. We were SHS. Uh, until I was in like the sixth grade and then SHS, uh, our ch- the church in this Catholic school became the cathedral for the city. So then we became SHCS, which is way harder to chant at a basketball game, especially in the first year of doing a bunch of kids like SHCS. So it was not as fun anymore. <laughs> I liked S, but it was a great school and sorry, buddy. shout out to Sacred Heart. Uh, it's the bus. Uh, all right, Hal, you're up. What do you got? Okay. I got one from Stephen Podraski. Let's, let's talk about food. We haven't really talked a lot about food. You're an avid cook. Yes. You are a cook. We are, we all three of us. We cook. all are, Although, co- all of yeah. us cook a lot. All of us, we've all shared recipes. I we still have. haven't done your matzo ball recipe yet though, Hal. I oh, have the box do? of matzo ball soup and I have oh, the whole onion. I have the recipe. I haven't done it yet. Sorry, I have a file called Paget Recipes that's amazing. There's fun <laughs> stuff in there. <laughs> You'll be thrilled when you make it. Yeah. Should you use butter or oil? This isn't a general. I mean, obviously, it's not. I mean, it could be used for bread as well. You spread butter on bread. You also mm-hmm. dip it in an olive oil. But for cooking, it you depends prefer, on what you're cooking. It does depend on what you're cooking. Yeah, but, but that's not that's not the question. Which has more application? Because it does oh, depend. Well, How, which has more? 
more application would be yeah. oil, but then at what kind of oil? Peanut, canola, uh, olive, vegetable, uh, lang yu, sesame. Like, yeah. what ca- can you go you, back uh, one? Lang yu. What is lang yu oil? The hot chili oil. Oh, yes. You is it the one like, that has the like crispy stuff? I know it? where it is in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> is that like, the kind that has the little... It's going to raise its little hand. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> little... I'm over here. <laughs> It's got the orange top, point, point, couple of red mm. dots, but butter, I, you can't, I wouldn't cook a steak. Don't cook a steak in a cast iron pan unless you're using butter and a little bit of olive oil. Don't, don't yeah. even, don't even make it, make that a tartar. If you don't use butter for your steak, you, you just, that, that cow died in vain. Sure. Cause you have to baste it. Yes. Yes. You have to baste it. I use With avocado the, oil. That's what I've gotten into lately. Cause there's a really high really? smoke point. I'll coat. Does and it? do it in that. I'll I'll put some ghee into the pan and then do that. Sometimes some oh, butter. Ghee feels like the secret fancy. weapon that's halfway between both of these. But yeah, it's like, hey, you want oil that tastes like butter? Like ghee could ghee could be the secret weapon here. I yeah. never did. I never buttered a steak before. I've only ever just like gone. I'll dry rub uh, like herbs on them and uh, spices and stuff, and then just just go under the grill. in the pan. Uh, uh, I'll do it. In, I'll do it in a um, either a cast iron pan mm-hmm. or um, or like I usually just do it on a Foreman grill. Oh, that's smart. Oh, you guys are I making never... very healthy choices. The Foreman grill and the ghee. I feel like I need to. I should shut up about the butter. No, no, pan. you're right though. Because I'm doing it. I you know what when when I'm on an eating program where I'm not eating dairy six days a week, then mm. ghee allows me to ghee is like uh. the butter that's okay. That's what they should call it. We're ghee, the butter that's okay. But I, you have to, yeah, I do it in a pan, ripping hot pan, oil. What I'll wow. do is, this is, here's, I'll give you the full, I want to hear yours as well, is I'll do this, I'll do the steak, I'll let it sit, I'll season it, uh, definitely with plenty of salt and pepper, I'll let it rest out on the countertop for a half an hour to come to room temperature, the salt's right. drawing out moisture to the surface, then the in the pan, with avocado oil, I do a chopped onion and I saute it, and that gets seasoned. Then I move that to the side, more oil, then comes the steak. Oh. And I do it like maybe four minutes on each side. Yeah. And you can throw in some ghee and then baste it. So then the onions, all the flavors are together. Mm. And then you plate that after about eight minutes. So four minutes on each side, you get a good crust. And then it can finish cooking on the plate. You let it rest for like five minutes. And that's that sounds good. great. The onion. I haven't yeah. done the onion. Boy, you know your way around an onion. You, you <laughs> would choose onion over butter and oil. Yeah, you know oh, what to onion. do with an onion. Yeah, I do. I do. I love an onion. Now, how do you cook a steak? Do you do what's your? Oh, me? Yeah, you. Yeah. No, I thought I already said it. It's oh, butter, yeah. butter and a little bit of olive oil, so the butter won't burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then room temperature steak that's had salt and pepper already both sides. It mm-hmm. sat out for. I'll leave it out for thirty, forty minutes. Yep. Then. Uh, and I put a wire thing over it because I don't know. Do you guys get flies? I don't have the screens on my windows, so I have yeah. to cover it. But then no, um, no. four minutes on each side, obviously, depending on thickness, right. uh, base, base, sometimes rosemary if I go out back and I snip some, mm-hmm. otherwise just a salt and pepper. So I'm going to do your on- onion trick and then let it rest 10 minutes. And then sometimes if I didn't salt and pepper it enough, I then just put the Montreal steak seasoning mm. on top mm. after 10 oh, minutes. Oh, at the end? Yeah, at the oh, end. okay. Instead the of Joe cooking with stuff. it. I don't know. It's called Montreal steak. Yeah. What's Joe beef? Joe beef. Like- Montre- it's the Montreal steak seasoning from the, from that restaurant in Montreal. 
uh, oh. it's the yes yeah, the Montreal steak seasoning. That's I do it, but I do that first. So that's what I'll rub on it on the outside first, uh-huh. and then I'll. I guess I'm now I'm thinking about it. I I usually don't use butter. I do a little bit of oil specifically because of the smoke point. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and I'll just yep. do a tiny little bit in a cast iron, get it really hot, uh, sear it on both sides, and throw it in the oven for like ten minutes. Oh, you uh, do that trick. I yeah. never do that. It goes. Okay. It goes just for for speed's sake. Um, yeah. but again, we are much like subway or bus. All this says is oil or butter. Oil definitely wins for the utilitarian. Correct. Uh, if, yeah. If you had to choose, you can you have cho- all yeah. oil or butter. You have oil. to choose. Oil. You have yeah. to choose oil. Every but time. counterpoint, if you have ever had that sweet, sweet golden wrapper, gotta get the golden wrapper, carry gold butter. I could eat that thing with a, I could eat that butter with a spoon. Yeah. It is the greatest thing on earth. And I prefer that on bread to dipping it in olive oil, Italian, like a bad Italian. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. It's better. Butter, like bread is, the flavor, is, bread is, the, is a spoon for butter. Yeah. To get it is the flavor magic. Does the flavor magic that is butter defeat the utilitarianness of oil? I don't know that it does. No, you can't I'm have going with oil. Food. Yeah, we have to yeah. go oil. Yeah. Oil, yeah. oil, sure. Also, right. vegetable, just just any vegetables, any vegetables mm-hmm. with a little bit of vegetable oil and some salt and pepper. That's all I want. I don't want to cook them. I want to eat them like that. I really? love it. Raw? Yeah. I've never well, heard of that I mean, cauliflower like you, or broccoli, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, zucchini. I don't mean like it's raw fish, but like. You will not cook it. You'll eat like vegetables old. raw. <laughs> I prefer, what are you, I, a, fi- a veggie sushist? <laughs> I, I do prefer, I feel like vegetables lose their tenacity when they get cooked. <laughs> Maybe they, they, get, they soften up. <laughs> they soften up. It did, they, I, like, I, feel, I feel like, like this asparagus get is gone soft. Like I'm sick of all these soft yeah. vegetables yeah. raised in a pan. I like, to cook, I like to cook vegetables, but I like, I have just discovered that just Vegetable oil, salt, and pepper. I, I just love it. I love vegetable it. oil Radishes, is an interesting choice because oh. I don't know that I would use vegetable oil just to dress something. Is it a specific like? Are you using nope. like grapeseed or just, like straight up nope. just vegetable oil? Yeah, like, we- I mean, wesson, wh- wesson on yeah. a on a broccoli. Yeah, I'm looking right. at it right now. But right. what is it over there with the chili? Oil. You're looking at that chili oil, which yeah. wh- I feel like the oils are like. We, uh, they're, which they're famous of, today. Which one of us is she talking to? <laughs> but would you do now? Would you use an olive oil for that? Because that to me is too heavy. I want a, the lightest oil I can get on yeah. cauliflower, broccoli, zucchini, squash, like vegetables that you want to eat, yeah. radishes, yeah. tomatoes, little tiny tomatoes. Oh, I kind of split oil. the difference. Mm. Then I'll do grapeseed oil because it's got a little bit of flavor mm. like olive oil, but it has that, you know, it's, it's a little, feels a little bit lighter, cleaner. I'll try That's that because right. I have grapeseed oil and I can't remember what recipe I got it for. Grapeseed oil is my favorite. I use okay, it for everything. I, I yeah, don't I think I've used it yet. Oh, great. It's All the right. one that, we'll it's the one that I have like the little bottle of olive oil and then the big bottle of grapeseed oil. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay, yeah. great. Yes, my jam. It's like olive oil with a high flash point. I love it. Yeah. Hmm. So it's oil. Um, but Ask the winner is answer. oil. All right. Think? It's oil. Yeah. Mark, All right. what do you have for us? I'm going <laughs> to go with. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is, this is so simple, but it's, this is our first non-binary of the thing. We've all done this or that, this or that, this or that. We're going straight into a, what is the best? Oh, okay. this one. Okay. And I'm going to go. Teresa Richards asks, 
What mm-hmm. is the best Ow. type of chair? <laughs> yeah, it feels like a huge topic all of a sudden, doesn't it? It's not beanbag. No, it's definitely not no. beanbag. Or well, let's eliminate. That, let's eliminate some. That 1970s, that 1970s red plastic hand chair. Yeah, no, yes. not that. No, it's not a folding chair where the plastic on the back is too narrow. It's not uh, a folding it, chair. Period. No folding chair. No, it's not. not like it's no be a folding, folding chair. chair. No, no um, shaker. Like yes. that hard seat shaker mm-hmm. back. They're pretty, but no bad chair. I was going to say that. Yeah. Shaker back. Oh, like the, the sex the spindle that makes back. Them? Yeah. The shakers, mm-hmm. you know, oh. stick, stickly furniture. You know what I think? It's wood, yeah. wooden. Yeah. And they have this, the tiny rods vertical. So that's never comfortable. Neither is, neither is a horizontal, any kind of slatted yeah. wooden back. Like you get a nice yeah. woven leather. Now you're doing better, but sure. wouldn't not for you can't you can't sit for a long time. And I'm guessing sitting for a long time is the goal. Yes. Okay. It, yeah. I mean, though, We're not trying to get turnover here. The thing is, what though, do I don't about? necessarily like a sitting for a long time chair. I like because like then I, I get sucked into that. You know what I mean? Like if so, I had <laughs> if I had a big, comfy, like suck you, sink you down in recliner, I would just watch TV all day. Great. What the hell have you been doing the last yeah. 18 months? I don't what understand. Do you wanna, how about how about that chair, but it administers an electric shock to you every 30 minutes? Is okay. that good? Yeah. <laughs> I know, but like I like I I don't like the feeling of oh, I don't want to get up. I don't like that feeling. Why? I don't get you at all. What are you? What are you I, maybe about? I'm a weirdo. Yes. I do I do have an ex no. that once said, like, you have no idea how to relax, do you? And I said, No, yeah. I don't. Oh boy. Yeah. So so your ideal chair would be just uncomfortable enough for you to have to get out of it every fifteen minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that's a stinky chair. Yeah. That's a terrible chair. <laughs> I don't like that chair. I would All throw right. that chair. Take in my, the my weird my weirdness aside. Let's continue on our what we don't want as we narrow this road down to. I, I actually, I actually have three finalists in my Oh, head. you do? Jeez. Yeah. Three fight. You beat us on this one. Go. I have one. All right. Number one, rocking chair. I was going to say that. Huge fan. Because it's nice. You got the, like, even if it's not the most comfortable to be sitting stationary in, you have the motion and generally there's mm-hmm. some angle in there that's really comfortable. Okay. Yeah. Number two. And let's be, the, let's be honest yes. though about the rocking chair. People also. Yes generally take chairs that aren't rocking chairs and try to make them that by just like yes. leaning back on two. Don't do that. You're going to break your chair or your butt. Get a rocking real chair. Bad. Also, rocking chair means that your table is almost ready at Cracker Barrel, which is always nice. <laughs> <laughs> right? I love Cracker Barrel. That row of I rocking chairs it. out front. Yeah. It's the greatest place in the I world. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I know. The smelly blankets inside you can buy. Oh, they're so The world's good. largest Kit Kat. It's all waiting for you in there. All right, what's I went number to two? Cra- the first c- Cracker Barrel. I've never been to a Cracker Barrel until a month ago. And I oh, really? love how they design. Hang yeah. up pitchforks and signs mm-hmm. and old-timey photos. And I feel like I'm a – that's my home decoration is like proto-Cracker Barrel. Paget, will you oh, reach out reach out to the people at Cracker Barrel and see if you can ever someday visit the warehouse? Because what they oh. do is they – they sc- I saw a doc about this once. They scour really? the world, or mostly America, for this like vintage turn of the century Americana. Yeah. And they have a giant warehouse that whenever they open a new Cracker Barrel, 
the management team and the franchise oh owner, whoever it is, they get to go and just like pick the, what they want out of this crazy warehouse of pitchforks and wagon wheels. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. Cause I wasn't sure if they were making replicas or if they no, had, like real. I started salivating yeah. when you said there's a warehouse <laughs> full of that stuff because yeah. that is so exciting to me. But I didn't mean to take us off track. I just, I love Cracker Barrel. I love how they decorate. I want to yeah. go to that warehouse. Share number two. Option. <laughs> Hold on. But one more Cracker oh. Barrel story. Uh, yeah. Jennifer and I, the, one of the last trips that we took <laughs> together was to Nashville, Tennessee for a wedding. And then we, mm-hmm. it was our anniversary around the same time. So we stayed there the night of our anniversary. We were at the hotel figuring out, Oh, we could go to Bluebird Cafe. We can go here. We can go there. We'd been, had been touring for a while. And then we decided to get takeout from the Cracker Barrel that was down the road. And I went and picked up Cracker Barrel and we ate it in our hotel room. That was our anniversary dinner. And guess Aww. what? Amazing. We both loved it. Yeah. That's did they let, did they put something from the warehouse into your things to like just hang this on the wall? Yeah. Here's a like, little, we just, we just asked, we just excavated the Gettysburg battlefield. So we've got tons <laughs> of great stuff. Yeah. You want a leg? Here's um, some, here's some bullets and a swatch yeah. of gingham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Number one That's rocking great. chair. Yeah. Okay. Number two, the cousin to the rocking chair, which is the gliding chair that generally a newborn's parents will have in their room to sort of hold them. So it's a gliding what? sort of thing. And they're oh, always it's really soft and comfortable. Where there's like, like there, there's legs that hold it to the ground, but like a suspended part. Yes. That so you're like gliding, swinging. Do so they make those for adults? I don't have any they, babies. You, I don't know what you're talking about. You sit yeah. in them as an adult with your baby. Nah, I, I feel like I'm... this has been made for parents only, but I would like to normalize all of okay. us having these because it's such yeah. a pleasant motion. To sit in one of those chairs and glide. <laughs> but the number one is the, is the lounger chair. Is the yep. chair where is the full recliner or bark? Lazy boy. Lazy like a, boy. like a lazy boy. Yes. I will say, I just want to throw out a quick side note. I'm assuming we're leaving mobility issues off of this because like, obviously for a lot of people, the wheelchair is the most important chair. This is yes. specifically yeah. for leisure and sitting and, um, Correct. yeah. This is something I'm for just, everybody. This is just side note. Side well, note on that. And here's what's great about loungers is for people with accessibility issues. There are loungers uh-huh. that will help you stand up and that will help to transfer yeah. you yep. either That's into or out of the chair. Yeah. A chair That's that the stands one. you up. The I know, Mark, That's- you wish it was just a broomstick that you sat on, but I think it's <laughs> a recliner. Yep. Uh, I choose recliner. That's I all. Love rec- I, I, I love, love recliner. I love recliner. I also love rocking chairs so much. They it's not great. that weird baby chair. Whatever. Yeah, I don't <laughs> you know. Can, I don't know hate, about that. Baby. I don't know about. I don't know about your baby chair. Huh? I know my truth. <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah. I, I think that. I think that. I think it's the the lazy boy. I don't want to go you brand specific. The recliner. We don't all have to agree, right? Yeah, we absolutely like we, do. We do that. We this, this, the whole this, point of this is we are answering these objectively for everybody. For everybody. We're the Supreme Wait, Court here. Hold on. But we all <laughs> I'm not going to write a dissent or yeah. we can't move on to another topic. We have to stay You've in this. You've been on we this must. show like 9 times. I thought, I thought we disagreed <laughs> a bunch of times. I didn't know we all had to be No, I they all disagreed. I have I have them circled the ones that objectively are winning these. Wait, I really thought that we didn't always agree. No, we do. We, we do. Always, we, 
We always get to a point of agreement. Don't oh, worry, that's what it is. Yeah. You yeah. guys have ganged up on me and beaten me into liking what? Spider-Man more or something. Yeah. It's happened. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot. Okay. Roll I the forgot. tape back. I forgot. Let's, let's go to a clip. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Well, okay. All right. All right. All right. I think this is, I think it is lazy boy. I feel like, I feel like Mark is capitulating. I am capitulating, but I'm capitulating yes. because I realized that I am an anomaly in this regard. Um, I got, I got like when I went to buy the chair for my desk that I'm currently sitting in, I went and I got a chair that was just comfortable enough. Mm-hmm. What kind of chair is it? You want to see the chair? Uh-huh. Yeah. This is the chair I got. I'm not standing okay, up swivels? entirely because I'm wearing sweatpants. No. Does it swivel? Oh, well, oh that's a very a little, attractive chair. It's got chair, a little button yeah. pad on it, but that's the chair. I hate that's that very... for an office chair. Throw that out. Oh, this well, is he, my... it has no arms. Yeah. yeah. I don't need arms on an office chair because my arms are always on the desk doing stuff. Ah. All no, right. I have yeah. arms. You can't see mine. I'm not going to show. Yours looks like a, yours looks like a robot. Hal's got like a robot chair that's yeah, got it's like a gaming chair. <laughs> it's <laughs> like comfortable. I knew yeah. I was going to be sitting at home for a very long time. 16 months, it turns out. Yeah. And yeah. counting. It's 18 now. You're Guys, counting. It's 18 months now. Is it 18 now? Yeah. March Oof. to March, April, May, June, July, August, September. 12, wow. 5, 6, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. I'm not good at math. Look at Hal, that. do you have another topic for us? I do. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal one of yours because I feel like this is going to be a fun one. This is from Leslie Troutman. When you're going to a Renaissance fair, mm-hmm. as we all do, do you wear a costume or do you go plain clothes as a tourist? Have you been to a Renaissance fair before? Ooh. I don't know how big Renaissance fairs are in England. I feel like it just is history there. Yeah. And then in America, we're like, could you imagine jousting? <laughs> and then everybody dresses up and there are a bunch of improvisers uh, and they will spend an entire season living on the mm-hmm. fairgrounds and housing on the fairgrounds and they will perform and improvise. And some of them are singers and some of them are trained in stage combat and it is a great experience and they're huge smoked turkey legs, which is the only reason I will go anywhere anymore. <gasps> well, they also have pork chop on a stick. And one time I made the mistake of getting oysters in little tiny plastic cups. What? Why was that yeah. a mistake? Who eats oysters at a Ren fair <laughs> in Santa Clarita? It's in the middle of the desert. I mean, and it was like hot phlegm in a little tiny plastic oh cup. God. I shouldn't have done it. But uh, my answer to this, and this, I, I think we're going to disagree, and we're just going to have to see what happens. My answer to this is, I always dress up, but I appreciate that most men are wearing a Metallica t-shirt and skinny black jeans and sneaker. I don't need to see all the men dressed up. I like that all the ladies are dressed up. Yeah. Cleavage, those shelf yeah, wench sure. outfits. I love it. Love and the then corset. a lot. I love it. I love it. And there's always guys dressed up, but it's pr- more women dress up yeah. than men. Hmm. I look, I'm all for the dressing up. I have not done it because I simply don't have the depth of closet for a leather yeah. doublet and a cod piece. But mm-hmm. I would absolutely wear a leather doublet and a cod piece because if you are going there with the idea of playing pretend, <laughs> all right. If you're going there with the idea of playing pretend, like go play pretend. You know what I mean? 
Wow, what a way to boil it down. Go play pretend. You go will play. go play pretend, but no, you want to be a barbarian. I had an acting teacher. I had an yeah. acting teacher once who said, uh, he came in one day, David Avkali, God rest his soul. He came in one day and he said, uh, his little grandson, he said, I have to go to work. And his grandson said, you don't go to work. You go to play, which I thought was, this kid was like three or four years old. And I thought, yeah, it is. We are actors. That is our job. That is the job of these people putting on a realistic and immersive renaissance fair. But at the end of the day, the job is let's all go play pretend and have a good time doing it. And I think that's in a, that's a, a great part of the playing pretend. How? I agree. Yeah. I love, I, I love Ren Ferris. I have great admiration for everybody who dresses up. I've never, I've historically never been a costume person. Like mm-hmm. I'm just uncomfortable putting them together. And that's more my issues than anybody else's. Because when I see people like really commit and come in all dressed up, I think it's great at any level of quality. Just because yeah. that is somebody purely expressing their joy and their love for something. So absolutely you should wear it. Cause I feel like the question here is not what should everybody wear? It feels like the question is if you like to dress up in costume, is it okay to do that? Because all the people who are hired to do that are doing the same, or are you supposed to just be a tourist and then you fall into like, <laughs> are you from yeah. some time travel? That's what I, yeah, that's what my, I'm curious about this question because I will say having always dressed up for a Renaissance fair and I'm sure gotten my, you know, uh, sartorial choices are not period specific or proper. I'm sure I'm wearing a Georgian dress with a, I make my own headpieces and you know what I mean? Or you fashion together something you got on, on Amazon with something else. And I, I'm sure I'm not doing the period justice. So then should I not be dressing up? Should I just, be, should I be a tourist because I don't take it as seriously as the people who, who take it so seriously and care enough to invest all of that time and attention to history and detail mm-hmm. is my dressing up an insult to the people who take it more seriously. Do they look down on me? I've been insecure about it. And I, I feel like it's just, I just want to go and have fun. But I, there is something a little unnerving about playing on their court because there are people who take it yeah. so seriously that maybe I should not dress up if I'm not doing it correctly. I think it's probably it's probably a spectrum of that. And I think the people Mm -hmm. that are on the insulted by your not being (laughs) correct, I think there are way fewer people on that end. And I think the vast majority of people, I would guess, are on the uh, hey, we're all here to have a good time. Like if you're going to a rent fair and you don't have the mentality of, hey, we're all here to have a good time, you're not gonna have fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, you probably shouldn't go. Yeah, you're right. Right. I think that go ahead. I was going to say, unless you are paid to play the role of the gatekeeper at some mm. portcullis, that anybody who is gatekeeping, especially at a Ren Fair, which has been considered probably a fringe activity in the past, I think it's more, a little bit more mainstream now. I mean, that's not somebody that you need, you don't need to satisfy people who are going to judge everything you're doing at a Ren Fair. The majority of people there, that's an open and creative and like, we're all there because we love being here. Except for the people who are dragged along and they're hilarious to watch because they're so shirts. uncomfortable. But like if you, if you, whatever you have that you can dress up in, dress up in it. And bonus points for me, if you dress up as the crew of the enterprise 
who have traveled back in time yes. on some That's mission. Oh. I've seen it. I've seen it. I love it. I, I also, it's so, Renfairs uh, seem to be the most accepting atmosphere. I mean, yeah. Comic-Con can be that way, but I really, the, the uh, you know, going to Renfair starting, what, 14 years ago, 13 years ago, and seeing every age, race, religion, time period, there are a bunch of uh, steampunkers, and yep. there were uh, there were people dressed up as uh, uh, Starship um, Enterprise, and just it, it seemed and so many people with disabilities or in wheelchairs, and it's all wheelchair friendly. Like yeah. it felt so advanced. It felt like. It felt like the idea, the original idea of Star Trek, like of, of everyone, it has value and importance and we all should, should just be here enjoying it. I didn't feel like I was judged by anyone, but I'm, I, I was asking a question specifically about the idea of the costume or tourists, but I, I, I love Ren Fairs because mm. they, they feel like just the most accepting, incredible spectrum of people and, 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 and people having a good time. Just don't eat the oysters. <laughs> Especially because they serve it with whole milk as a drink. Oh, Mark, we have one more. Wear your costumes. Wear them happily. Yeah, wear your have costumes. a good time. Asked and answered. And if your Yay. costume is a Metallica t-shirt and tight black jeans, wear that too. I love them. Because then I'll, I can see you later on gothsandhotweather.com. Wait, that favorite websites. <laughs> is that a real website? It is. <laughs> it is of goths in hot weather and it is judged by the gothiness of the subject or the, uh, <laughs> The, how sweaty they look. <laughs> Cause it's not like, you know, that's like bodices and pure black and black parasols and hats. It's a lot to wear in hot weather, but you Skinny admire. Jeans. Yeah. You just admire the dedication, but also it's real hot. It's real hot and sweaty. <laughs> All right. We have time for one more topic. I'm reluctant. To, I, I think I'm going to have to do a, a bit of an audible on this uh, closer topic because we don't have a ton of time left. Yes. And this feels like a bigger topic, but this is a pageant specific topic. Yes. <laughs> because, uh, this is just from chatting with you and I know how into this world you are. Let's talk about the dames. Ah. Because the topic was originally best dame. Do you think we can get through best dame in less than 10 minutes? I do. Okay. Then let's oh, do it. Really? Let's go over the dames. Who are the dames that you think are the contenders? For and we're talking the British equivalent. I don't know what it would be called. A, a Order of the British Empire, honorific Order of the British Empire. B the B D E. Yeah, yes. B D E. Uh, so uh, yes. you technically are, you are uh, knighted, knighted. Yeah, uh, but as a women lady, who have been knighted. Yeah. Dame. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay, I'm going to name some names. Okay. You want to name them? I can rattle off a couple, and I'm going to miss some of the big ones. I think, but the first okay. ones that pop into mind are Go. Judy Dench, Maggie Smith. Uh-huh. Um. Uh, uh, Julie Andrews. Yeah. Uh, Helen Mirren. Who else? And, and, uh, now, now I feel like I'm being quizzed. Dame Edna. Dame Edna. You can't forget Dame Edna, of course. Great Dame Edna. Uh, uh um, Eileen Atkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joan Plowright. Yes. Uh, I think Annie Lennox may have been Dame mm. at this point. Um, you named a lot of them. You did a really good job. I think we got a pretty good start to the dames. Who do you, my who do you favorite, gravitate My favorite's toward? in there. My favorite's in there. Your so I can answer. There. I can Mine answer too. right away. You can answer. Ooh. You have, you it's have tough a. Though. Okay. There are See, two. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. Okay. There's, uh, there are four, five that are in two. <laughs> Six? There's, Seven. Okay, sh- there's like 10. 
Wait, I need to think. I need to think. You guys, you who 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 Judy, are your Judy Dench is the one that immediately pops to mind as I think just the most incredible performer. She has been doing it her entire life. Her Shakespeare work when she was a teenager is as brilliant as her non-Shakespeare work in Bond movies is now, and somehow they have the same gravitas to them. I think she is an absolute, not just a national treasure for the people of the UK, I think she's a global treasure. Yeah, she's the the one that immediately jumps to mind as the coolest and the the winner in my head. Yeah, I I will throw my hat in the ring for Dame Maggie Smith. Maybe this is because... We are rewatching Downton Abbey for the four millionth time in this household, uh-huh. which I am yep. all on board for. Mm-hmm. But I think she is, she has a, a, like, she's just, I, there's something about her. There's an air about her that you know is part of the roles that she's playing that makes me feel like I would love to spend time and have a conversation with her, mm-hmm. which I would with Judy Dench as well. But also her characters are, so she plays a specific type so well, and it's not the only type she can play, but she's just, there's something about her. And the Dowager Countess in, in particular is like the role of a lifetime. And I can't imagine any other human being on earth being able to play it the way that she did. Mm-hmm. I'm but with, does, I'm, oh, go ahead. Does her, gravi- does her gravitas, the, the gravitas of a Maggie Smith that might preclude her from doing something like robbing a bank in a movie, give an edge to someone like Helen Mirren, who is a dame, but not so much of thought of, I guess, at least, and this is probably driving a lot of the London people nuts because these are such American uh, viewpoints on their national treasures, as sort of stoic as Maggie Smith seems. Like, I don't know, I love Maggie Smith. I think she has the this brilliant gravitas. I think I might rather go joyriding in a Ferrari with Helen Mirren. <laughs> and Judy Dench feels like where those two Venn diagrams cross. Okay. Okay. But hold on a second because yeah. let's, I would, I, my vote is in for Dame Maggie Smith and I'll tell you why. Okay. Mm. Evil Under the Sun, the prime of Miss Jean Brody. Uh, the, uh, what was the movie called? Lady in a Van. Uh, she was a homeless woman living in a van outside of this guy's, uh, flat uh uh his house in london um she is she also and i love judy dench and i love helen Mirren, but i think uh uh, for me not just the dowager countess there is a she's gritty and you know i you know it would be terrifying to hang out near maggie smith you'd just be scared that she would kick you out of the room i think we can all agree (laughs) but she seems exceptionally witty she is capable of high comedy, yeah. manic, excited. She can speak really quickly, really fast. She's the only person I can think of. I was on a show called Another Period for three seasons, and all I did was mimic Dame Maggie Smith. So I've ripped her off for years in a really enjoyable job. And so I have to, I have to go with Maggie Smith. She also feels older. She feels like a prehistoric shark compared <laughs> to Judy Dench yeah. and Helen Mirren. It was a hundred the- in Sister Act in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, she is a, a force, and yeah. and 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 I think she also with the Harry Potter films uh, as McGonagall. I feel like she 
to Americans, I feel like she is the image of a dame more mm. than all of these other fabulous artists. I, yeah. to me, she feels like the, she would be in the dictionary to, to us, maybe not to people in Great Britain, but I think to Americans, Dame Maggie Smith. Because you don't necessarily immediately say Dame Judy Dench and Dame Helen Mirren, but Dame Maggie Smith, I feel like <laughs> yeah. she would smack you if you didn't use the Dame. And so, or just slow burn you. Slow burn, which yeah. would hurt. Yeah. Just a Maggie hurt. Smith that would hurt so much more than getting slapped. Just a, a withering look yeah. and then a look away, like you were a bug. Oh, she's so good at it. Look, I am. As we said, yes, we do all have to agree on these, and I am. I am fully on board. I bow to your expertise in the world of dames. Uh, I bullied you, Paget. You did. You bullied me. You <laughs> bullied job, me like Helen. Helen Mark bully you on that show. They do. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like, by the way, in in my writing my list of dames, I only got as far as Maggie because then we started talking. So I don't even Diana have to Rigg. circle one. Diana, Dame Diana, Diana Rigg. Rigg. Oh yeah, but she is not the winner. The winner. No, the the best winner is. Dame. Dame There's Maggie nothing Smith. in this world like a dame. Nothing <laughs> in this world. True. <laughs> and the greatest dame of them all is Dame Maggie Smith asked and answered. And that does it. We have cleaned the slate here Ooh. now in front of this international audience. Yes. Thank you, Paget, so much for coming and joining us for this show. This was a real, real treat. And it always is when you're here. Thanks, guys. I'm crazy about you. I love you. Oh, we love you back. Love you, too. These topics are closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at we got this tweets or email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group. Talk about any and all of the decisions you've heard here today and things you want to hear us decide in the future. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Thank you as always to the people who make this show happen. Producer Ken Plume, who is the no. reason why we are streaming here. He made it all That's happen. That's right. Researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, QA engineer Jen Alba, and thank you to everybody at the London Podcast Festival for helping facilitate all this, for bringing us over the pond virtually. We're so thrilled to be a part of your festival and to get to work with you. This is awesome. Amen. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world who now for 300 plus episodes have given us the opportunity to sit here with the people that we love and talk about the most important topics in the world. And this time we are doing it virtually, albeit, but in London. Come on. How amazing is that? And that would not be possible without everyone that has listened to the show and supported us along the way. And we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.